0: Let's read from Matthew chapter 2 verse 10 to 11 together. When they saw the star, they rejoiced with great delight. On coming to the house, they saw the child with his mother Mary, and they fell down and worshiped him. Then they opened their treasures and presented him with gifts of gold and frankincense and myrrh. Awesome. Shall we read that again together? When they saw the star, they rejoiced with great delight. On coming to the house, they saw the child with his mother Mary, and they fell down and worshipped him. Then they opened their treasures and presented him with gifts of gold and frankincense and myrrh. So how many of you have uh, always challenged when it comes to pronouncing frankincense (laughs) or myrrh? I'm sure you had it as a little child, and you're still trying to figure out how does that go again? Because I know I still do that. The message I'm bringing today is uh, upscaled and summarized at the same time, if you can do that, from Kids House. We love Kids House. Now, I want to appreciate Miss Catherine and Mr. Simon for all they do. <laughs> You guys, you don't even know, you know, who the real backbones of the ministry at Kids House is. Miss Catherine, my goodness. Hey! She's awesome. You know, and of course, the facilitators, we always share with them that that the kids really don't get anything. When we are teaching them, when they get it, is when they are in their cells together, you know, sharing. So I just want to be grateful, and I'm taking the time to do that. Amen? Every year in Kids House, we take the Nativity story and try to tell it from a different point of view because we, we must tell it every year because the next generation must, must know the story of the church, the story of their faith. And so we because it's the same old story, we just put it before us and, and trust the Lord to tell it from a different angle, a different highlight, and I can assure you that every time we do so, we always find such rich and powerful truths in the same old sweet story of the coming of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen? And this year, as I was reading through that story, I just got to that verse that we just read together and stopped because it just something stirred me up about their gifts, the the wise men and the gifts that they brought, the gifts of gold, frankincense, and, and myrrh. And so as we share today, I just want you to know what our prayer is for you this Christmas season. Our prayer is that your joy will be increased. How many of you know that you can go through Christmas and have no joy? But my prayer is that your joy will be increased this Christmas. Our prayer is that your peace will be established. You know how peace is established? By whoever is on the throne. I pray that Christ will be on the throne of your life this Christmas and that his peace will be established in you. That your faith will be made strong. Amen. Not weakened, but stronger. And that you will celebrate the breakthrough of his coming. Amen. His coming was a breakthrough for mankind. Now, gifts, and the the gifts specifically, the gifts the wise men brought are what we are talking about. But just think about gifts. We enjoy doing this in kids' house. Gifts are usually given to suit a specific event, person, or day. Have you ever been given a gift and you're like, okay, this doesn't just seem appropriate for today? Think about it. What kind of gifts would you choose for a baby shower? Yeah, that's kind of obvious, isn't it? If we go around the room, somebody is likely to say diapers. And for sure, any amount of diapers is okay. Just bring as many as you can. Ah, uh, What about a wedding? There are some people getting married this season. What are you likely to bring to a wedding? Can you shout it? Did you say cups? <laughs> Pressure cooker. <laughs> the slow cooker for rice. I can assure you that at least 10 people in this room said blender. Yeah? And so the couple goes to open their gifts and they find, behold, 10 blenders. Behold, five irons. Behold, 150 (laughs) teacups. And so, you know, these days the, the couples have become very smart and they are saying, if you're going to give us a gift... Kindly consider an enveloped one. You've read that message. <laughs> and so that they can have the freedom to go choose their own things and buy five cups because they don't intend to be entertaining for the next one year. So anyway, and gifts for things like what? Birthdays and graduations. Yeah, you, there's no graduation in Kenya without a garland. If you have not been put for a gallard, you have not graduated. (laughs) You know that shiny one, eh? Yes, Mushaino. Yeah, no graduation is complete without Mushaino. Or when meeting an an important person, we always bring the the flowers. And oh, what an awesome privilege for the little girl who presents them. So a well-thought-out gift can express what a person, event, or day means to someone. And the gifts the wise men brought express what and who Jesus was to them and to mankind, to us. So when you look at the gifts they they brought and you study out their meaning, you see that they expressed what, what and who Jesus is to us. The gifts expressed their joy in this child and proclaimed their faith. In him. Today's word or today's message is entitled Your Gift, Your Breakthrough. Amen. Your gift, Your Breakthrough. Now, the wise men, if you read the scripture there, the wise men had packed wealth and valuables probably for personal use or on their journey. Now, the wise men were royalty, they were obviously people of means. And when people of means and and royalty traveled back then, they would probably pack a lot of their treasures. Things like uh, precious metals and gems, perfumes, medicines, herbs, spices, uh, minerals. And these would be treasures to trade in over their long journey from the East. And there would be treasures that would be there to provide for their personal needs as well as the needs of their servants. So I want you to put on your imagination cups and, and, and see how these wise men probably looked. Yeah, all the people who've been in kids' houses are putting on their cups. <laughs> you know, they had their treasures. They had their, their pack um, camels and their riding um, camels. And they, they had a lot going on. And they packed all that to travel from the east to come and find their savior. It is also very likely that knowing that they sought a king, because they, had, they already had that revelation that a king had been born, knowing that they sought a king, they carried a gift for him from the choice valuables of their country of origin. In those times, you never approached royalty without a gift. And even these days, it's important to come to important people and special people in your life with a gift. And out of these treasures, they selected gifts. Gifts to fit the event, the occasion, and the person. To mark the moment. And the gifts were gold, frankincense, and And myrrh. So what did the gifts they gave mean? What did they express about Jesus? Number one, gold signifies his royalty. When they brought a gift of gold, that signified his royalty. He is Christ the King. Come on. Jesus, the newborn King, Jesus, the King, the the, the babe that we celebrate over Christmas, is no ordinary child. He's a newborn King. He's a King. Matthew chapter 2, verse 1 to 4 says that after Jesus was born in Bethlehem, in Judea, during the time of King Herod, Magi from the east arrived in Jerusalem asking, Where is the one who has been born king of the Jews? We saw his star in the east and have come to worship him. So the Magi, they saw his star from the east and came to worship him. If you think about it, they knew something, but not everything. They knew that a king had been born, but they still didn't know exactly where exactly to whom, and they came seeking, they came asking, they came searching for the newborn king. The Bible says that when King Herod heard this, he was disturbed. You know, he was disturbed. He was uneasy. And all Jerusalem with him. And when he had assembled all the chief priests and scribes of the people, he asked them where the Christ was to be born. There was a disturbance in Jerusalem. Jerusalem. At the time that the king was born. But what they didn't know is that they needed not be disturbed because among them, the Prince of Peace had been born. Amen? The Prince of Peace was born. You know, the devil tries to bring in a disturbance over your Christmas season. Declare the Prince of Peace. Amen? Because he's born in our life. So the wise men, they knew something, but not everything. A sign, they had received a sign, they had seen a star, they had read the sky, they had studied the scriptures, and they had a revelation, but they didn't know everything. Their faith was stirred, but their knowledge was not yet complete. They saw a star and came asking and seeking for the king. They traveled by faith, driven by a hunger for truth, and excited about their discovery. Sparred on by prophecies of Jesus' birth and of his kingly rule. Isaiah chapter 9 verse 6 says, For to us a child shall be born, to us a son shall be given, and the government shall be upon his shoulders, and his name shall be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. This is the word that spurred them on. These are the scriptures that told them something awesome, something wonderful was happening. 2 Samuel 7, 12 to 13 says, uh, this is a prophecy spoken over King David's rule, that when your days are over and you rest with your ancestors, I will raise up offspring to succeed you, your own flesh and blood, and I will establish his kingdom. He is the one who will build a house for my name, and I will establish the throne of his kingdom forever. We know that the 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 reign of King Solomon came to an end. It wasn't established forever. But the king of kings, who is a descendant of David, rules forevermore. Amen? It spoke of Jesus, our king. A child would be born who would be king over his people. He would establish a righteous kingdom and rule over all the earth forever. Gold was a gift given in faith. When they saw the star, they rejoiced with great delight because the star confirmed to them that yes, the child is here. Yes, the child is in this house. Finally, what we have pursued and what we have driven ourselves to come out this way to see is coming to pass. That the direction of the Lord, the guiding of the Lord, uh, the stirring up of the Lord was true in their hearts. And they rejoiced in faith because they had found where the king is. Now think about this. The wise men did not find him in a palace, surrounded by attendants and soldiers, and they did not find royal parents. They found a baby in a humble home and lowly parents, but they brought him gold by faith. They didn't say, oh, well, maybe he doesn't deserve the gold. You see, he's just a lowly person. They presented gold by faith. In the word that born to us is a king. Amen? I want to share with you that over this Christmas, maybe you're looking at your breakthrough and thinking, where exactly is my breakthrough? Yeah, and you're, you're wondering, I don't, I don't really see what God is doing. I don't see how he's going to put the two and twos together and make five for me. There is no way anything is going to happen for me this month. But I want you to be encouraged by what the wise men did. The wise men brought a gift of gold by faith. Amen. So he is Christ the King. Kings are to be honored and obeyed. We too must bring him a gift in faith, a gift of honor to his name, a gift of obedience to his word. Your gift of honor and obedience acknowledges and declares his authority and rule in your life. And therein lies your breakthrough. I want you to get that again. When you honor him as king, when you obey his word and obey him as king and Lord over your life, you are acknowledging something. You are declaring something that his authority and his rule supersedes everything else in your life. We sang today that he has no rival. He has no equal. Now and forever, He reigns. You may be facing people or situations and circumstances that intimidate you, but today you can declare that He has no equal, no rival. He reigns. He is King. He is Lord over whatever situation or person that is an issue in your life. Amen? So declare it this Christmas, whatever you face, wherever you go. Go seeing him as king, ruling and reigning over everything, over everyone, over all things. Speak and declare his authority and sovereignty in it all. You know, you just need to see yourself stepping into that situation, that family party and say, you know what? I speak authority here. The authority of his name in Jesus' name. Just see yourself doing that. Don't leave this word in this house. Go with it to, to those Christmas situations that we are facing in the next two weeks and speak it in Jesus' name. Philippians chapter 2, verse 9, 11 says, Therefore, God exalted him to the highest place. We just sang that. Your name is the highest and gave him the name above all names that at the name of Jesus, every knee should bow in heaven and on earth and under the earth. And every tongue confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God, the father. Next, the gift of frankincense. What is frankincense? Frankincense is a thick, sticky substance, a resin. Do you know what a resin is? You go Google it later that is produced by the Boswella tree. Do I sound like a botanist? I am not. A short shrub-like tree, mostly found in Northern Africa and the Mediterranean nations. And it's a valuable substance. And in those days, frankincense and these days is used to treat diseases. Frankincense is used for making perfume. And it's burned as an incense. Incense is burned For its sweet smell, the sweet smell that it produces. And in Bible times, the sweet smell of incense and its rising smoke represented a person's prayers and worship rising up to God. Psalms 141 verse 2 says, May my prayer come to you like the sweet smell of incense. When I lift up my hands in prayer, may it be like the evening sacrifice frankincense signifies his divinity he is divine he is God with us this gift declared that the child they sought and found was not only a king but that he is God Isaiah prophesied about the birth of a child who would not only be king but be God with us it says in Isaiah chapter 7 verse 14 all right then I like that version all right then The Lord himself will give you the sign. Look, the virgin will conceive a child. She will give birth to a son and will call him Emmanuel, which means God with us. God with us. So what gift shall we bring Emmanuel, God with us? Bring him a gift of worship. Bring him a gift of worship. Present to him your prayers because your prayers declare that you believe He is God. Amen. In worship, celebrate who he is. Rejoice over his goodness. I love the joy of the wise men. They rejoiced that they had found him, that God had been faithful to lead them to the Savior. Hebrews chapter 12 verse 28 says, let us offer to God acceptable worship with reverence and awe. Are there any needs in your life this Christmas season? Do you have worries, anxieties, and fears? I mean, should I even ask that question? Do you have hopes and dreams and plans for this season and for the new year? Don't coast along over Christmas. Actively and proactively present your requests to Him. He is God, Emmanuel, God with us. Amen? Bring your prayers to God and ask him for help. Philippians 4, 6 to 7 says, the Lord is near. I like that version. It starts with that. The Lord is near. Emmanuel is here. Be anxious for nothing, but in everything by prayer and petition with thanksgiving, present your requests to God. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus the peace. Don't worry about anything. Instead, pray about everything. This is the NLT. Tell God what you need and thank him for all that he has done. Then you will experience God's peace, which exceeds everything and anything we can understand. His peace will guard your hearts and minds as you live in Christ Jesus. He is God with us. So wherever you are this Christmas, go assured of his presence. Emmanuel, God with us. Bring his presence wherever you go. Bring in his presence with worship and with your prayers. Celebrate that he goes with you. Amen? A sweet smelling incense. And therein, in that gift of worship and prayer, is your breakthrough. Amen? And finally, let's look at the gift of myrrh. Let's look at the gift of myrrh. Myrrh is also a thick, gummy substance obtained from a tree called the komifora tree, botanist McKenna. A short, thorny tree mostly found, again, in that area of the Mediterranean and northern Africa. When I was reading, they even mentioned Kenya, and I believe it's all the way up to northern, you know, northeastern Kenya. And it's, it's just a short thorny tree found in the dry lands. It's valuable because it could be processed and used as a medicine, a perfume, and as an incense. But myrrh is different from frankincense in this, in this, that it has a bitter taste. It's a bitter substance. Myrrh was used for embalming bodies. And sometimes when mixed with wine, for numbing pain. So it was used as an aesthetic for numbing pain. In the Bible, when Jesus died, his body was wrapped with spices and that included myrrh. What does myrrh signify? Myrrh signifies his death and suffering. He is savior of the world. So when the wise men brought the gift of myrrh with the gift of gold, they were, they, they were fulfilling prophecy. They were, they were enacting prophecy that had been spoken before. And when they brought frankincense, they were enacting prophecy that had been spoken before. But now in bringing Myrrh, they themselves were prophesying that this babe, this child that they worshipped would one day die for our sins. Mark 1523. If you read that scripture, you will see that Jesus was offered a drink of wine mixed with myrrh, but he refused it because the drink of wine mixed with myrrh was to numb his pain. He refused it. He wouldn't take respite for his pain and suffering. He took on the full brunt of punishment for our sin so that we may be forgiven, so that we may be delivered, and so that we may be healed. Come on. Do you guys hear what I'm saying here today? What we are preaching here today? That our our king that we celebrate over Christmas was born to die for us. Born to die that we may be forgiven. Born to die that we may be healed. Born to die that we may be delivered. Amen? That we may be redeemed. It talks about the fact that Joseph of Arimathea when uh, after Jesus died, asked Pilate for permission to take down Jesus's body. And with him came Nicodemus, and they went and bought 75 pounds of perfumed ointment made from myrrh and aloes, and they wrapped Jesus's body with the spices in long sheets of linen cloth, and that is how they embalmed his body. How many know when Jesus died, he died? You know you're dead if you've been embalmed. But even after all that embalming, our King of Kings rose again from the dead. And we celebrate His resurrection. We celebrate our salvation because He came to die and live again for us. Amen? Isaiah 53 verse 5 says, He was wounded for our rebellious acts. He was crushed for our sins. He was punished so that we could have peace. And we received healing from His wounds." What is our response to this? What is our response to his suffering and his death, to his sacrifice? What gift shall we bring him? We bring him our hearts. We give our lives. We do this by faith in his suffering, in his death, in his resurrection. John 1.12 says, Yet to all who did receive him, to those who believed in his name, he gave the right to become children of God. Galatians 2.20 says, I have been crucified with Christ. So it's not just my faith I give, I give my whole life crucified with Christ. It is no longer I who live, but Christ who lives in me. The life I live in the body, I live by faith in the son of God who loved me and gave up himself for me. And Hebrews 11, one of my favorite verses, without faith, no one can please God. Anyone who comes to God must believe that he is real and that he rewards those who truly want to find him. So let's approach this child born over Christmas. Let's approach him in faith. By faith, we appropriate and receive what his sacrifice has delivered to us. Salvation, healing, deliverance, help. This is what the coming Savior has delivered to us, to you, and your household. When you see your family members this Christmas season, deliver that to them. Deliver to them salvation. Deliver to them healing and deliverance and redemption. Proclaim that because this is what he brought for us. Amen? Your presence will make a difference because you know that. Receive this and declare it over your family and your circumstances this Christmas. In conclusion, I want to share that The Bible says they opened their treasures and presented him with gifts. I love that picture. I love the picture of how the wise men came and opened their treasures. Don't you love that? And presented him with gifts. They went to their chests. They went to their bags. They went to their backpacks. And they opened and they selected a gift suitable for the king, a gift suitable for the savior, a gift suitable for God. And they brought it to him. You know, it reminds me of that scripture we often quote that from what you have, bring a gift. Bring a gift from your treasures, from what you have. Don't be lied to by anybody. You have a lot from your treasures. Bring a gift. Bring a gift of honor and obedience. Bring worship and prayer. Bring your heart and your life to Him. Amen? So the gifts signify His royalty. Gold signifies royalty. He is Christ the King. Frankincense, divinity. He is God with us. And Mara signifies His death and suffering. He is our Savior. The Savior of the world. Amen? Thank you, Jesus. Lord, we love you. We praise you. We worship you today. Earlier on, we declared that our prayer for you this Christmas is that your joy be increased. Why don't you open your mouth and pray that your joy will be increased this Christmas? Based on the word that we have shared, pray that your peace will be established because you know who is on the throne. Pray that your faith will be strong because you choose to approach the Savior and the King with faith and pray that you will celebrate the breakthrough of His coming. Lord, we end the year in a spirit of breakthrough, celebrating the breakthrough of your coming, celebrating the breakthrough of your answer. We love you, God. We praise you in Jesus' name. Amen and amen.